Hello, I'm Laurie Seletnik, Editor-in-Chief of the AORN Journal, and I want to share a few highlights from the June 2018 issue. This month's post-conference issue contains five regular feature articles, special coverage of highlights, awards, and poster winners from the 2018 AORN Global Surgical Conference and Expo, and offers a total of 4.7 CEs to assist in meeting your certification needs. In the article, Surgical Smoke, Putting the Pieces Together to Become Smoke-Free, the authors examine the hazards associated with surgical smoke, which contains toxic gases and vapors, and is generated when tissue vaporizes from the use of various energy-generating devices, such as electrosurgery units and lasers. Although many regulatory agencies agree that surgical smoke is dangerous, they've been slow to commit to a firm standard to address the inhalation hazards related to surgical smoke. With clear evidence supporting the need to filter surgical smoke, perioperative nurses and surgical technologists at the author's facility implemented a plan to protect patients and staff members that included identifying and evaluating in-house equipment and the perceived barriers to becoming smoke-free. After testing multiple smoke evacuating products to determine which best met the needs of staff members in the facility, their ORs are now smoke-free. In the article, Good Catch Campaign, Improving the Perioperative Culture of Safety, the authors share the results of their evidence-based quality improvement project to improve the culture of safety in their perioperative department by implementing the Good Catch Campaign. An interprofessional team led staff member education after implementing a standardized electronic reporting system and debriefing process to occur after good catches. Staff members reported 391 good catches from all perioperative areas during the six-month post-implementation period. Staff members completed the Agency for Healthcare Research and Quality Hospital Survey on patient safety culture before and six months after implementation, and the scores improved in five areas, communication openness, feedback and communication about error, frequency of event reporting, non-punitive response to error, and organizational learning and continuous improvement. In the article, Systematic Review and Meta-Analysis of Cricoid Pressure Training and Education Efficacy, the authors examine the evidence on the effectiveness of education and training on applying cricoid pressure, which is used during rapid sequence induction and intubation to reduce the risk of pulmonary aspiration. The authors searched seven databases for studies on the education and training of healthcare personnel expected to apply cricoid pressure as a part of their regular clinical responsibilities. They appraised the studies using standardized tools and performed a meta-analysis of the eight el eligible studies. Analysis revealed that the success rate for intubation increased after training in the application of cricoid pressure significantly improved following educational interventions. The authors concluded that regularly scheduled training in the application of cricoid pressure could sustain healthcare personnel's ability to apply effective cricoid pressure. In the article, Synergism and Perioperative Services, the author presents an analysis of the concept of synergism and perioperative services. Because perioperative services can account for a hospital's highest expenditures in net income or loss, leaders must understand how to maximize outcomes by creating value above expectations. The author examined the use of synergism in the literature across multiple databases. In healthcare, it is used to explain the effects of combined medications, teamwork, biological systems, patient care, cleaning effectiveness, and health promotion partnerships. 
Optimized outcomes, increased patient and employee satisfaction, and high net revenue are evidence of perioperative synergism. Synergism in this context is dependent on team cohesion, communication, workplace adaptability, and the tactical allocation of resources to ensure unimpeded flow of the patient through the system. In the article Guideline Implementation, Prevention of Thromboembolism, the author examines venous thromboembolism, or VTE, which is a serious and costly complication of surgery. Perioperative nurses are in a position to advocate for patients by assessing each patient's risk for VTE and implementing preventive measures such as administering anticoagulants as ordered and correctly applying graduated compression stockings and intermittent pneumatic compression devices. The updated AORN Guideline for Prevention of Venous Thromboembolism provides guidance to perioperative team members for developing and implementing a protocol for VTE prevention. This article focuses on key points of the guideline that address preoperative patient assessment for VTE and bleeding risk, safe use of pharmacologic and mechanical prophylaxis, patient education on prevention and signs and symptoms of VTE, and a quality management program to evaluate VTE prophylaxis outcomes and protocol compliance. The periop briefing section of the June issue includes a lead feature article on support strategies for healthcare professionals who are second victims, a guideline first look article on safe patient handling and movement, and a procedure at a glance on femoral popliteal bypass and an in-focus article on transition of procedures from hospitals to ambulatory surgery centers. We hope that you enjoy reading and learning from this month's articles in the AORN Journal. Please continue to share with us how you are translating research into your practice and implementing innovative practices. Contact us if you're interested in writing or peer reviewing for the AORN Journal.